Hey podcast, welcome back to another episode. Now today we've got Chris from Odyssey Active Wear on. Now you may have noticed before the MTB fitness jerseys, they come direct from Odyssey Active Wear, the wicked products. So Chris has got a really interesting story all about how he started his brand from literally just a concept up to having all sorts of products that fly off the shelves to mountain bikers all over. So we talk a load about how he started Odyssey and how it's grown and essentially how he took it from just an idea to a business that you know he now runs full time. We go all about that, talk about cars and his fancy new truck that's currently parked on the drive and all sorts more. So I hope you really, really enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome in. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. So I've just noticed there's an absolutely huge uh, truck parked <laughs> up on the drive. No. So for those watching on YouTube, that way, I don't know why I'm looking that way. For those watching on YouTube, I'll put a picture up for it. But oh, yeah. tell us all about it. I'll because... send you plenty of pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you loads, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the AI backgrounds as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, you rocked up with a truck that was not kitted out in any way. And then since I've last seen it, it's had a complete oh, yeah. transformation, yeah. hasn't it? So tell us about it. Why did you get one? So, what have you done to it? Yeah, this is the... Odyssey truck. <laughs> uh, so I've always, I've, well, as you as you know, I'm into cars. Uh, one of our shared interests. Um, I've always fancied doing a like a a, a truck, and uh, I've kind of used Odyssey Activewear as a as an excuse to to do <laughs> one. So it's paid for by business as a commercial vehicle. And then I've uh, like so I've, it was a one of the cheapest Ford Rangers I could find at the time because uh, I'd got the plans of completely transforming it with you know big off road suspension, big knobbly tires, um, a Raptor style body kit and a full respray in what's called uh, Raptor paint, which is like this indestructible textured paintwork. So I've, I've also got a, a Ford Mustang, which is kind of like always been my baby. And I've kind of, the idea was to make this completely opposite to the Mustang. So with Mustang, it's, I'm always wanting to keep it clean and worried about speed bumps and where to park it and curbs. <laughs> and this is like, I'm definitely not bothered about speed bumps and curbs. And <laughs> I think you probably seek them out, don't you? Yeah. So you can send oh, it. Yeah. In fact, there's another video I could I could send you. I saw a, that on Facebook. A mini roundabout. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, we went flying over a mini roundabout <laughs> accidentally on purpose. <laughs> so what have you actually done to the truck then? So for those who like are absolute petrol heads and don't fully understand the ins and outs of suspension and techno what have you actually done to the truck then so why is your truck different to one that you can just go into a shop and buy uh so suspension's all upgraded um so it's like pedders track rider suspension all around um so what does it mean that it's operated uh so it's, it's just more capable of uh the, these particular pedders track riders got these like foam cell inserts so they uh the as the oil insides moving around as the suspension's compressing and extending it uh, a bit like i guess a lot of the mountain bike suspension it's okay. just upgraded a bit to deal with bumps and off-road ah, stuff as, as opposed to i mean pickup trucks have slightly upgraded suspension compared to like a road car anyway yeah but so this is then next level you know for a bit more off-road focused right it's a lot more uh, you know bouncier and can absorb bumps a little bit better yeah got you does that actually give it more travel then is it now uh, higher off the ground or is yes it the same? so it's raised as well so it's uh just under a two inch lift right um so with like the sports cars and mustang we're aiming for reducing that gap between yeah absolutely uh, the other way. Gap. yeah this, is, <laughs> this has gone the other way <laughs> oh nice no it looks cool and you've put all the kit on it as well haven't you front and back so yeah so it's like a you know so it's the ranger raptor uh top spec ford ranger that you can buy from ford this is like a knockoff kit which is replacement uh, wings which is like three inch wider each side <laughs> right okay got you so it's just like a kind of big chunky wide arch kit yeah and your thing is cool isn't it do you call it the boot what's the back called yeah uh, so like the the canopy so that's like a, a steel uh steel canopy it just looks a bit more rugged and overland style um it just yeah it just con it makes the bed a bit more practical because it's all contained and you've got you can actually make use of the height without then having to strap things down and it all being exposed to you know, to elements and rain. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks absolutely perfect. I think it's ideal as well being able to actually put your bike in the back, isn't mm. it? Because a lot of trucks, I mean, yours was like that when you came over, wasn't it? You had to yeah, like hook so the front time. wheel over the back. Yeah, so, I mean, I could either do that way, hook it over the bike, um, or I could just about fit it in and have it uh, strapped down upright. Yeah. Um, but like, say, you, the amount of time it takes to strap it down and then it's still exposed to all rain. You can't really leave it yeah. anywhere. Uh, so yeah, this is a lot more contained and yeah, it's a lot practical. better for going into um, service stations as mm. well as not on the motorway. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Been, yeah, I used to because with my the first car that I had a roof rack on, 
I used to put the bike on the top mm. and then I used to use sofas as well to go out and about. And I think we had three occasions where we thought we we're about to get mugged. Um, <laughs> so it was like two bikes. There was one occasion we we're in a service station. We'd kept the bikes on the top. My mate had actually stayed out with mm. the bikes. I went into the toilet and then we switched. And as I came out, there were three lads kind of talking to him, shall yeah, we say. And yeah. they were like definitely eyeing him up, mm. ready to like jump him to go for the bike. So there was that once. We once got followed into the petrol station. We'd actually taken the bikes off the roof, went in for a costa. And this lad came over to us and he was pretending he was a mountain biker, but very mm. clearly knew nothing about bikes. And in the end, I left Ozzy inside with the bikes and I just pulled my uh, car right to the front and did it like at the entrance because he was definitely like somewhat dodgy. So yeah, it's much yeah, better it's... being in the back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially these days with bike thefts, the you know rampant, aren't they? So you've just got to be, be got to be careful if you haven't got them on a bike rack and they're exposed. People can easily follow you to where you live. Yeah, and they know where that where that bike's kept. And or yeah. likewise, if you're on way to you know a bike park, you're saying saying over somewhere, they know that there's probably going to be a a bike in back back of that van, and they're not difficult to break into. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it happens at all the big events, doesn't it? That mm. I think uh, even like Hard Rock, last, week, last time we were there last year, there were a few vans broken into, mm. not even where they were just outside, like actually vans broken into, yeah. I believe, and yeah, then nicked out the back of there. Yeah. Crazy in such mm. like a public place. Mm. But yeah, now I, as you know, I put my bike in the back of my car now and it's all tinted windows. It's so much better. It's a bit of a squeeze to get it in, but no one can see it then. So I can quite happily go to a, a service station, go and get some food, and I'm perfectly relaxed my bike in the yeah. back because unless you really go through the front window and look in, you've got no idea. Yeah, it's the last place you'd expect to find one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, just fits. <laughs> it's like a parcel shelf, mm. parcel uh, box through the back. <laughs> That's cool, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like, like some Mustang's been neglected a bit since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you take it out much, the Mustang? Uh, I've, I haven't done over the last, you know, few months because uh, I've been playing with this too much. Plus, yeah. uh, as it's coming into winter, it's kind of prime time for it. I'm looking forward to some snow. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do need to get back into driving a Mustang because you, you work out how much tax you're paying per year. Divide that by 12 plus insurance, <laughs> you think I'm paying hundreds of quid yeah, <laughs> per, drive. Per, per month <laughs> just for a drive. Yeah, of course, yes. yeah. Yeah, I think as well at this time of year, the Mustang's probably not ideal, is it, with the... Uh, oh, what yeah. has it got? About 400? Sorry, against... What horsepower oh, is um, it Yeah, probably just, depend, um, yeah probably just under 500 if... Oh, if wow. So well, that's inflated slightly. Depends how you work out the you know the the fly figure to the wheels what, yeah. what sort of calculation you use but yeah i got you how uh, much of an ego stroking calculation <laughs> yeah 15 20 percent it's a lot though to the rear wheels oh, yeah. on big fat rear wheels mm. in this kind of weather yeah and uh, mustangs are kind of renowned for stepping out yeah <laughs> in yeah wet conditions many of those videos <laughs> isn't there yeah <laughs> yeah this this car's the first four-wheel drive i've got and it's so much better in this kind mm. of weather because even if you like if you're just overtaking now you can pull out plant your foot as much as mm. you need to but it just goes in a straight line whereas in the past it was all kind of like manual gear mm. like flipping the panels making sure it's a perfect gear really gently doing it because if not if you just planted your foot like mm. the back end's going yeah. all over the place so it's you've got a really nice mix there because you can enjoy the mustang when the weather's dry and then just take this out the rest of the time can't yeah you? yeah yeah so odyssey activewear mm -hmm. so for those who haven't heard of odyssey odyssey that you make absolutely great clothes don't you Oh, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool to go right back to the beginning. I don't think I actually know this story anyway. Right, yeah. So I wanted to know how it started, why it started. Did you start doing it with the intention of growing it to where it is now? Like, how did it all Absolutely begin? Absolutely not. No, it just it kind of just, well, it depends how far we go back. Because so I probably know as from this podcast, I'm probably known for being the owner of Odyssey Activewear, but my main line of work is actually my Spoon Graphics website and YouTube channel. Which is graphic design. Yeah, which is, so I've always been a, a designer and that's kind of led on to the Odyssey Activewear just because it's uh, one of the designs that I'd made. I, uh, it were a camo pattern and I thought, oh, that looked quite good as a, um, as a mountain biking jersey. So I mocked it up and then that's how Odyssey Activewear came about. But uh, depending on how far you go back to then for start of Spoon Graphics, which is what led the whole, you know, the, the whole timeline for it. But, um, but yeah, so it's um, it, one of the camo patterns that I've made um, for a tutorial on, on YouTube. And I, like I said, I thought, oh, that looked quite good as a mountain biking jersey just for myself. I, um, so I mocked it up and thought, oh, it's quite nice. I'll try and find somewhere just to get that made for myself. So I've got a, um, you know, AliExpress, managed to get a, a cheapo jersey made 
And um, and then I thought, oh, I'll, I'll see what all these other designs look like. Um, I've got a, a full collection of designs that look quite nice. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try and find a, a better supplier that can make some be- better, better quality jerseys based on these these designs. And I ended up getting loads of designs made. I thought, oh, I'll have to see if I can sell these and set up a little shop. And then one thing led to another. And <laughs> So originally you were doing it just because you literally just wanted to wear the clothes and thought, oh, these will look cool. Yeah, because uh, I just thought because it were my own camo patterns so i thought oh, that'd be quite nice as opposed to trying to find a you know some sort of camo jersey which there are a handful around but they're not even quite what i'd what i had in mind for myself uh, okay so i thought i'll just try and get my own own one custom made <laughs> that's really cool so when you say you set up a shop then what did you actually do so uh, so it just uh it, well i also used it as an opportunity to play around with shopify because I'd always, oh, okay. um, I'd not always known about Shopify just from doing all various web things that I'd done, yeah. uh, but never actually used it. So I thought oh, it's a, just a, a chance to play around with that and get used to building a theme and stuff. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, Shopify is how would you even class it? An e-commerce platform? Yeah, is it's that pretty the right much phrase? Like the, the biggest e-commerce platform. Yeah. Um, and it's huge now. Like you won't even realize when you're shopping on a Shopify website, but the vast majority or mm. a hell of a lot of online businesses now are hosted through Shopify. Massive yeah, ones even, like uh, Gymshark. Even and... Louis Vuitton. Oh, Louis really? Vuitton websites. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's <laughs> the biggest names then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but then it's right down to complete and utter beginners. So I mm. think the entry level package is free, I think, is uh, it? I think it's been a while now, but I think there's a free trial that you can have it for so long. Yeah, but then uh, it's not expensive after that, is it? For it's, a no, it's not too 20 bad. quid yeah. or something like mm. that a month. you don't have to spend hundreds of pounds a month here and you can build it all yourself can't you so website's really easy to do Mm. um yeah so so carry on so you set up the shopify website uh yeah and then just launched it and it just it started off with just friends picking up a few things and then i started playing around with facebook ads and then um Uh. it started picking up and then it's just like progressively got bigger and bigger (laughs) so when you got so selling to your friends and family obviously feels cool doesn't Mm. it what did it feel like when you got that first sale and you had absolutely no idea who they were or where they'd come from? Was that direct from your Facebook ad, I presume? Uh, yes, I think so. Because um, back when I first started playing with the Facebook ads, we were like in just at the the end of the like the golden age of Facebook ads before the iOS change came in, which then limited the amount of data that Facebook could see from the from the users. So then the performance kind of dropped a little bit. But yeah. back then it would it it, it it would bring in quite a quite a decent number of sales for a, a quite a low a low price as well. Whereas these days, I'm spend a fortune. On yeah, <laughs> on is Facebook there a big ads. difference? So again, so for those who don't who aren't in this world mm. at all, so Facebook ads, you can essentially anybody can just sign up now on Facebook for Facebook ads, and you can run ads to anybody, and you can target them, can't you? Yeah. So it used to be, if we say, when was it? About three years ago? Two yeah, or three years ago? Yeah, well, pretty much when I started, around 2020, 2021. Okay, so before mm. that, Facebook basically used to have no kind of, um, there were no limits, were there, to the information they could get, essentially? More or less, yeah. So, if, I mean, Facebook knows everything about us anyway, just from yeah. most of us have had Facebook accounts, some people for their entire lives. Um, so they know when, you know, everything you you're liking, you're looking at different topics and things. Even now, because the what's called the Facebook Pixel is what websites put on their website to then be able to track Facebook users on. So not only on Facebook, so on all these other websites that are, that have got some sort of some sort of shop. Facebook knows what you're browsing, you know who your friends are, who you're connected to, what you're talking about on Messenger. So we've all experienced those moments where you, you're talking to someone about something the next minute you've got an ad on your phone like, <laughs> listening to what, I, what i'm saying yeah uh, but it has meant that for people like me and you it makes it incredibly easy to to reach the right people yeah i it? mean the the plus side of it is that you're getting ads targeted to your interests yeah uh, the the kind of sh- shady or negative side of it in terms of like privacy and, and data is that you know people are sharing unknowingly all this information which is why it then ios apple crack down on what they're allowed to yeah to share from from the devices which is good in a way but obviously for people selling stuff and yeah it's not so great businesses <laughs> it, it meant that it were a lot harder but as a result it's meant that so pre pre like 2020 you you often got a lot of um like drop shipping companies and people selling you know maybe substandard products because they could easily sell uh, things on on mass on and not worry so about repeat to, custom yeah so it's so easy to sell things because because of the Facebook could target people based on interest and it, it could, you know, I, 
I don't know if anyone can think back to things that you used to see on Facebook, all sorts of ads for all kinds of things. Whereas now it's probably things that you're more interested in because also because the cost of Facebook ads these days is a lot higher than it kind of puts that barrier to, to entry. So yeah, that makes sense. You've got to have a business that is actually, so that's kind of good in yeah, a way, isn't it? Because it's more difficult, be... but then I, I guess it's, it's, yeah. it's good overall. Yeah. You would hope that maybe the better businesses then uh, advertising on social media the better as in the ones who produce a better product mm. and they can afford to do it because they do a good service yeah. rather than the people who are just pumping out terrible products and hoping for results. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what did that first sale that you got, do you remember your first sale uh, that you got? I, I can't, um, I, well, yeah, the very first one I think was uh, my friend's dad. <laughs> oh, really? Um, but the one that always springs to mind is um, Ben from We, we Ride. Oh, I think yeah, it was, he was, was on like the previous last week. Episode. Yeah. yeah, last week or the so, week before he was there. Was it last week? I think it was last week. So uh, yeah, I'm still looking forward to meeting him just to, to, to give him a thank you in person. But uh, yeah, he's um, it was one of the, uh, one one of the first you know within the first like hundred or so orders. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, one one of the first people that you don't person that you don't know from that stood out because he obviously a um, bike coach and yeah uh, like that. So his bike profile stood out to me and. Uh, he sent, also sent some pictures of him in the jersey as well, which was nice. What did that feel like, seeing people for the first time in your jersey? Oh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's from a designer's perspective, it's always nice to see your own work out there in the in the real world. So yeah. seeing people wearing it and sending pictures in is you know, really cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first, because we've done, I think, three or four runs of jerseys. Mm. We're going to be doing another one in about a month as well, for those listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, I remember, well, when we did our first one of jerseys, it was really cool, the fact that just people had wanted mm. to wear a jersey that had a big MTB Fitness logo on it. But then I went to a race, and I remember a guy riding past me in an MTB Fitness jersey. I remember thinking, like, he's wearing the jersey, he's wearing the jersey. Mm. <laughs> oh, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, even going back to my Spoon Graphics stuff, um, yeah. I mean, that's probably bigger than Odyssey in a way, um, Just maybe just because it's sheer number of years that I've done it, but I've I've seen my work appear in all sorts of places. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, I've, no, I'm not spot trying to think of any, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, some some big brands using even just, like, little assets and things. Um, uh, it, okay. Like, like, I've, I've always, like, shared, like, free, free resources so I can kind of spot little things. In fact, um, Nukeproof, uh, one of their t-shirt designs are, I think a year or so ago based on one of my design tutorials oh amazing that's really <laughs> cool so some designer somewhere at Nukeproof has been watching your yeah, stuff yeah probably <laughs> oh that's really cool oh nice it's funny when you see obviously as you know I share a lot of content on social media and it's always nice when people share it occasionally people will just save a photo and repost it which is fine mm. they can do always winds me up when they cut my logo off oh, yeah. that bugs me <laughs> they'll take a quote and then crop my mm. uh, logo off the bottom and then share it as mm. their own I'm like really <laughs> <laughs> but it is always cool when you're scrolling through in a Facebook group and then somebody shared one of your posts and no, yeah. it's like ah yeah. oh, that was me yeah. um we had, um, I remember, because when I set up MTB Fitness, yours probably started, you were selling right from the beginning almost. So you got all the jerseys mm. and you're like, well, I may as well sell some of these. Yeah. When I started MTB Fitness, there was a period of about 18 months where I didn't sell any products. So it was just putting out free content. Mm. Um, and then about six to nine months in, I built an audience of about 10,000 people on Facebook through Facebook ads, just like you did. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I was getting more and more people saying, you really need to do a training program because I want to buy a training program from you, but you don't sell anything, mm. which was obviously the plan. And I remember the first night I launched that. So I'd gone from obviously selling nothing and I put about 18 months into it. I'd spent about five grand of my own money over that period into like advertising. Mm -hmm. And I built the product. So I was like, right, I need to launch it now. I just hope people... A, buy it, and B, really enjoy it. And I remember I was sat at home at about 7 p.m. Sophie was out and launching it, and then my phone just doing the, like, for those who don't have a Shopify account, when you have your phone on, it mm. makes, like, um, a cash register yeah, noise. Like, so it's like, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> and I remember setting it up, turning my phone to full volume, and then it was just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, yeah, oh, it was amazing. It gives me goosebumps now. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's our little little family that you, you no doubt people have seen the thing about like small businesses are when they get a sale they do the like the yeah, little dance yeah. kind of thing that's our little my phone goes cha-ching and all everyone cha-ching yeah no it's a great feeling isn't <laughs> yeah, it yeah even like my daughter even my young son is is like two and three quarters now and he started going cha-ching oh that's nice <laughs> so yeah so it's that's that's nice that um 
if Sophie's mum's asking how MCB Fitness is going or if work going, she doesn't say that. She says, are you still dinging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still, still dinging, Julie. <laughs> no, it's really cool. But I don't think that that first month of sales or that first couple of days of sales, obviously I do way more sales now. And if I do any kind of mm. launch, you get way more now than I did then. But I don't think the buzz will ever be oh, as much yeah. as that first one mm. because that was kind of like 18 months of just building and crossing your fingers and hoping and wanting to build a, obviously a good product. Mm. And that first night was just incredible when like people were buying it and then, emails started coming in being like oh i'm really enjoying it it's great so yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool isn't it mm. yeah i mean my um spoon graphics business is probably very similar to mtv fitness in a way because that's kind of like the same thing where um it's all about giving out free content and then i monetized it by uh having advertisements um but uh, and then eventually started selling some digital products but uh, but yeah that's like kind of the uh, similar sort of sort of thing so that's kind of all built up to odyssey in a way because of just getting you know experience of building websites and things like that yeah i got you yeah i think you have to start somewhere don't you i remember the first website i created it was terrible as it was always going to be um i was a personal trainer at the time and set up an online business and it was specifically weight loss for women at the time mm. because most of my in-person clients at the time 10 years ago were female mm. um and i found that i just kind of like was not necessarily was more successful with them but i just bounced off them a little bit better yeah. um originally so i set up that business i was thinking of names and came up with the name lighter ladies which makes me cringe <laughs> looking back because it's just a horrendous name <laughs> um and i spent a, a good month doing this website and it was on wordpress yep. i think at mm -hmm. the time and I, I did it almost like you know like a newspaper front website where you've got loads of stuff on mm. it and i remember it took something like 90 seconds to load the first page <laughs> <laughs> like it'd take forever and mm. i did so much on it so it's come a long way since then so for various reasons that didn't work out um i had that kind of first business that flopped and then after that it was when i set up mtb fitness mm. but i think you've got to have those initial fails haven't you for yeah. the second one to be successful yeah well uh, I, whether it's uh i won't definitely won't call it a fail but it's um spoon graphics so it's probably because i rode the wave of design blogs so I, I set that up just in it was 2007 and it that was when all these websites were springing up called blogs um and in design community in particular okay uh, so it kind of rode the wave of that uh, uh, yeah. peaked in like 2012 um and then it's been on a gradual decline since just as you know google's I mean, back when I first started, Pinterest didn't exist, uh, Instagram didn't exist, and um, just as kind of, it, it got quite a few good search rankings for various topics. But then, as Google's changed its algorithms and things, it's kind of traffic's declined. Used to get a lot of traffic to from like StumbleUpon, which doesn't exist anymore. So um, as that's that's declined, I mean, the, I set up the YouTube channel in around about 2010, and that's continued to grow. But um, but then I've kind of been neglecting it since <laughs> so I Odyssey, which I shouldn't do really because it's still meant to be my main line of work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you, when you set up Odyssey, am I right in thinking that your full-time job then, in inverted commas, was, for people who don't have real job cycles, <laughs> um, was Spoon Graphics then, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't client work at the time. That was purely just doing, selling your assets online. Yeah, so it was basically just creating content, design tutorials for YouTube. Ah, um, right. And, um, so you were a YouTuber then, weren't you? Then? Yeah, pretty much. Or yeah, still am to uh, Yeah, it's funny because uh, my, my daughter's in primary school, and obviously all everyone in in her class all wants to be a YouTuber when they grow up. And I, yeah. and I said to her, "But you didn't know your dad is a YouTuber." She said, "What? <laughs> no, <laughs> <You're> a YouTuber." <laughs> so I showed him a YouTube channel. Huh? Yeah, that's boring yeah, though. Kind of YouTuber. Because <laughs> you get you had a gaming channel, didn't you? Oh, well, once upon a time, yeah. oh, I've done all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's all added to the like the experience. It's kind of like you've have seen movies, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, yeah. It's the way all like life experiences all tie into into like winning this contest. But even doing the the gaming channel, that kind of gave me a bit of like experience talking to the microphone and video editing which then led on to me creating the spoon graphics youtube channel for creating design tutorials which has then led on to being able to do the the ads and presentation videos for odyssey so yeah it's, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It all has that knock on, doesn't mm. it? I know when I I used to be a gamer when I was, you know, a teenager. Mm. So probably from the age of well, being a kid through till about 16, 17, 18, something like that. Mm. I used to be a, like an avid gamer. So I used to get home from school, shut my curtains and then just game all night. And I got really into building my own computers and doing mm. all like the editing and stuff and then overclocking your graphics card oh, yeah. for that absolute geeks <laughs> out there <laughs> doing all that yeah. kind of jazz and you have no idea at the time but that built the foundations to now having an online business oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. i'm totally in my element if i'm just on my own in a room on my laptop and mm-hmm. i think it's learning how to problem solve a lot of like having an online business and building on shopify is problem solving mm-hmm. and figuring out how to you know you'll get a problem how do i solve this and yeah. you don't realize at the time do you that all those foundations are building you use it in future without having yeah, a clue at the yeah. time. It's like back when I did client work, I used to build websites, so all that HTML, CSS is then still coming handy. I mean, yeah, it's a bit yeah. rusty these days, but I can kind of, a few late nights, can finally figure out how to make something work on, you know, an Odyssey website or, yeah. or whatever I'm needing to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's wicked. So do you run, what's your split now at the minute time-wise? So are you like... <laughs> 90% do you work on Odyssey or do you still do a lot of work with Spoon Graphics? Well, at moments, it's pretty much 100% Odyssey and zero That <laughs> just graphics. ticks along in the background. Yeah, well, it's, it is ticking over, but I, I should really because that's what's bringing in, in money. But thankfully, it's just ticking over on its own. On its own. But yeah. um, it's just the thing is with creativity, it's like you've, you've got to kind of follow what your interest and passion is at that moment. And it's, it's kind of... I know I've got to put more time into Spoon Graphics, but at the moment I'm enjoying playing with, <laughs> right, playing with Odyssey. With Odyssey. <laughs> Although you say playing with it, but it's pretty big. Well, now, yeah, isn't I it? suppose I think, as, like I was saying, Spoon Graphics is on slow decline. So I think, yeah, for future potential, I think Odyssey has probably got more potential to, yeah, to grow bigger. Um, I mean, Odyssey's bringing in twice the turnover than Spoon Graphics, but right, okay, um, because Spoon Graphics is there's hardly any outgoings. Yeah, that the profits what's left over is a lot higher than what's <laughs> what odyssey is yeah got so you. it's uh but as if i continue to grow odyssey because i think it has got that potential to get bigger and bigger um that so it's, I've, i'm just in that stage at the moment of trying to you know work out, out what i should do <laughs> yeah of course so do you want to grow do you have a vision of where you want odyssey to go or are you just really and do you do you kind of think long term with it or do you just think i need to do some pants or i want to do some pants yeah well it's, I want to no do I've, I've never had a plan with it it's it's just been just whatever takes my interest at time a lot of it just a lot of new products have just been basically what i've what i needed myself so. <laughs> okay so, so i'll uh, i'll end up designing something that kind of fits my criteria of what i kind of want out to like, like I said, some riding pants or something, uh, and then just get samples made and get, you know, a few hundred pairs made. And then I've got, if they, do, if they, if they fail, then at least I've got me, my Christmas present sorted for the next 300 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Cause you've made a lot, you've got, you've done jerseys, haven't you? Yeah. So I started with jerseys. Yeah. Uh, that were, cause it was based on design. Um, it were all my like graphic. A lot of them actually came from tutorials from, my spoon graphics youtube channel so it's uh, kind okay. of a, a little nugget of information like uh, say so it started right. with the, the camo pattern i'd done a tutorial and i had to make a camo pattern yeah and then thought oh that was quite nice i'll make some camo patterns and put them on jerseys right um, okay. and then like the on that note sorry to interrupt you we'll come back to that but your jerseys the reason i actually chose in inverted commas you to do my jerseys originally is because i bought one of your jerseys and they're really really nice i'm not just saying at the time i didn't know chris and i didn't work with him i just bought one of your jerseys off your website and they're really really soft which i love like because and they stay soft as well so i've got jerseys which have had 100 washes from me and they still feel really soft now even when they did at the beginning i don't use any softening stuff because you know you don't want to wreck your riding gear um and I meant the fit's really nice as well. So the perfect length, perfect, but they're just a really nice jersey. Um, and they are, they're not, they're not cheap, are they? No mountain bike gear is cheap, but compared to a Fox jersey, which is what, 75 quid or something? Like they're a lot cheaper than that. And mm. they're as good, if not better quality, in my opinion. Um, which is why I reached out to you at the time to do the MTB Fitness jerseys because they're basically the exact same journey as you, jerseys you can buy off your website. MTB Fitness branded, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah sorry carry no, on no, well um i mean to to go down that avenue as well it's funny because i think if you might remember i, I didn't um like shun you or anything but uh, i kind of 
said that I weren't really taking on any custom work. But yeah. And you I did eventually. And I'm glad I did because it's le- it's you know it led to a nice friendship and yeah even, yeah and everything. I had a few rides together, but um, at the time it was because I'd come out of doing client work from all my design stuff because I'd managed to grow swing graphics and and live off ad revenue. So I managed to get rid of client work, and yeah. then I found myself getting back into client work through yeah. odyssey by doing custom jerseys and i, I didn't want to really get back into doing got you you know i like just doing my own thing as opposed to doing things for other, other people but yeah they, i did and really enjoy doing yours yeah <laughs> I, think oh, I, I think actually because I'd, I'd come up with the uh the m logo yeah. i'd kind of think oh that looked really good if it like kind of wrapped around the body yeah do yeah. you remember i sent you a, a mock-up picture i just kind of like made it out of paper and stuck it to myself yeah she and did i took forgot a picture about that. To show you <laughs> yeah i remember that i do remember that yeah because at the time i was like i want jerseys but i have no idea what i want so mm. you just go wild yes i do remember yeah so that way yeah like yeah i really enjoyed uh, doing that because like with design it's like kind of coming up with like a concept that kind of fits a purpose and portrays like a, a brand a certain way and things so i quite really enjoyed doing that one yeah 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 no they look really cool so you did the jerseys and then what was, so that was, what was the, the start yeah, that's of Odyssey, what, wasn't it? That started it, yeah. Started the momentum. And then, um, it, a lot of Facebook comments saying, oh, do you, can you, can you do shorts? So then, oh, well, looking to getting some shorts made. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's at, at the time it was the, uh, the manufacturer that did the jerseys weren't really mountain biking specific. So that, in fact, that was another idea behind the brand it's it, i mean it's become primarily mountain biking but the idea was just kind of make it a, a general all-round yeah outdoorsy brand because um I'd, i've always been into mountain biking but i ended up getting out of it um as you move on to cars and things and then uh, i got back into it in, in lockdown like everyone <laughs> got into cycling at that time but um uh, then I'd, i needed all new gear uh so i started wearing just the the things that I got all the the outdoorsy base layers. Oh, okay. so I thought all oh, these are basically the same as all these old mountain biking jerseys that I got. Yeah. All my old ones are all these garish designs, whereas these yeah. are all plain colors. And that was kind of the thing where I thought I'll make some because it's the same fabric and, and and that that kind of fabric then transcends to all other kind of disciplines as well. It's got basically the same material that that are used for all different. Um, even like normal fitness wear. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'll, I'll make a, put some designs on things that are kind of, that would cover various disciplines. I'm with you. Cause like with the outdoors, you you don't tend to see like very graphical camo designs in outdoorsy shops, but yeah. in mountain biking scene, you, you often see them with big logos and, yeah, and things yeah. put all over them. So it kind of thought I'll, I'll make a, like a cross between uh, okay. something like that. So. That makes sense. And actually, that was probably, well, clearly that was a good uh, a good bet. But I think mountain biking gear nowadays is, is more subtle, isn't it? Yeah. So it's... I've got some wild jerseys upstairs mm. that are like a mix of green, blue, pink and everything just all dotted all over. Um, but they were almost all like that, weren't they, mm. like 10 years ago? Yeah. Whereas yeah. now you do get a lot more subtle, don't you? Mm. Yeah. I think it's um, it's also as different fabrics are, are coming into, into play because... The jerseys I make are all printed with the different designs, whereas a lot of companies are, are using, you know, like um, dry fit, and the, obviously those fabrics are all just coming plain colours anyway. Oh, uh, right. Um, okay. So it depends on, I mean, that's kind of an avenue I'm kind of going down as well. So I started with basing it on designs as in graphic, graphical designs, but now I'm kind of getting more into design as in like fabrics and textures and, and things like that. So, ah, right. Okay. And I mean, that's how the, the, the shorts and, and trousers came about there they're not graphical designs they're more designs on like cut and yeah and using like the abrasion resistant panels on knees and things like that yeah so how many iterations do you have to go through when you're designing something like new pants do you just get it right first time or um well i'd so i'd i'd done a, a sketch on what i wanted and then started looking for different manufacturers who could make those kind of things um i tried one manufacturer got a sample made and it it kind of didn't really it was good but it didn't really fit what I wanted from and then I tried another one and they were a lot a lot closer to what I wanted and then that's the one I've gone with and I've been using them since for, for trousers and potentially other products as well because it's it's a factory that does make various bits of cycling gear so um so yeah that's so the shorts came next and then the the trousers were a natural next step from that I just yeah. I used the same foundation of the shorts but then 
extended Added legs. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the shorts with longer legs. Yeah, yeah. But um, but an idea for them was that a lot of mountain biking trousers, even on the World Cup scene, you, you notice that they they're quite short in leg. And uh, yeah. also from a research, I also found loads of forums of people who had wanted a, a longer like one. tall and thin and wanted longer legs. Why are they short? Because mine are the same. They ride up a little bit, but I wear waterproof socks. Mm. Sorry if I just banned the mic. For <laughs> listening. If you're driving along and got a massive shock. Because <laughs> um, I wear the, the pants that I've always worn, they do ride up a little bit, but I have waterproof socks underneath. Mm. So never really find it's an issue. But you're right. They don't seem to be as long as even the pants I've got on now. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just because... I mean, I don't know for the bigger brands and things whether they just have off-the-shelf things made or whether they do actually design yeah. things. Um, so whether they just take the sizing that things are available in. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Or whether they don't take into consideration when you're on your bike, your leg's bent. Bending, and you, yeah. When you bend your leg, you, your trouser rides up past your sock. But even on World Cup scenes, you often see them, they look like the trousers are too short because they, the, the socks are <laughs> exposed. Yeah, so that would something I particularly wanted to do with the trousers is add a couple of in extra inches onto the leg length. Ah, right. Okay. Um, and have you had good feedback for that? Then? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, in some cases saying that legs are too long, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think it, it's probably best being too long because all you, you get then is just some stacking as yeah. opposed to um, being too short. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's better just right being too long and then because they're cuffed aren't they at the bottom of the yeah. room anyway. Yeah. So it's not like the baggy and they're going to go over your shoes or whatever. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because I've I I take a short leg anyway, so I've designed trousers that are too long for myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing. Do you get do you get do you have any kind of hurdles? Because you're just saying, oh yeah, I wanted some of my own clothes, so I just made them. Mm. So for you, that's normal. For the vast majority of people listening to this, the thought of just creating and getting a manufacturer and doing your own clothes is wild. Did you have any kind of hurdle to get over it? Uh, well, yeah, uh, pretty much every step of the way because I had no idea like how, how to do it all. I just <laughs> I just kind of set up this thing and just started Googling and figuring things out and like pretty much I've, I've just blindly finding my way around <laughs> how to do things. Yeah, and yeah. just even just learning different like not sewing as in like actually me sewing things but learning about how things are made and clothing patterns and things and even just like studying the um like like say with the jersey I, so i got their jersey template and it's sent over in a vector format so okay. obviously all my experience as a designer using adobe illustrator i could open that file and tweak these things here and make that sleeve length a bit longer and and make it customize it to exactly how i wanted it and extend that um you know, that rear hem just to give it that extra length on bike. Yeah. I could do all those things myself using this template as opposed to trying to convey what I wanted to them uh, to them via an email or, yeah. or by a chat. So that, that really helped. But then I'm kind of like modifying this template and thinking, oh, I'm, am I going to completely mess this up? So then mm. I'm like researching, watching YouTube videos and how dressmaking and how clothing patterns are made just to make sure that I'd, I'm doing this in the right way. And so I've, I've learned things in, in, that, yeah. in that sense. So that's kind of give me ability then to kind of make slightly more custom you know clothing and designs and things yeah it's wild isn't it just <laughs> yeah. to go from i mean anybody who has their own business has kind of done something like that haven't they but to just research it and do it all yourself is wicked no thanks so. <laughs> you've had um you've had some disasters is the wrong word um you'll know what i mean when you've had um i know recently you had a big shipment didn't you getting delivered and then that will just get dissipated just got delivered to yeah, amazon so was, is that right uh, and then well, you can't get it back the big it's one, happened before hasn't well it? the big one before that was um the when the trousers were first launched uh the shipment just it would ups thanks <laughs> thanks for that uh just lost it uh well not all of it but a, a good portion of it um uh so well, some of the boxes arrived completely torn open, um, just everything exposed. And I've said knew that there were going to be some missing. Counted them all, and it was like sixty percent of the stock were missing. Whoa! Um, and at, at the time, I um, I should have realized because it, I think it was like um, an hundred kilo shipment spread yeah. across three boxes. Yeah. And I remember I've got a, a clip on my CCTV camera, a delivery driver carrying two boxes in at once. <laughs> yeah, so dead it worked easy. out like he's just carrying like 66 kilos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and then um, UPS kind of, you know, you're trying to ring out call centers and things and trying to get through and just nothing came about of it. Um, but thankfully this manufacturer stepped up and, and replaced them. That's good. So that was like a good sign that, that that's a, you know, a trustworthy. Yeah 
manufacturer to use. And then since then, they, they appeared on eBay. Are you joking? <laughs> well, some of them anyway. Whoa. Uh, because um, there were a few few signs. I mean, obviously, you, you think, well, maybe it's just customers who have... Branded. Uh, yeah. It's sold as Odyssey Active Wear mountain biking trousers. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't <laughs> but, know that. Um, yeah, because we always stick a little sticker on the packaging before it's sent out. And one of these listings in particular um where they showed the packaging without the sticker <gasps> and also that there were multiple for sale and they just happened to be the sizes that that had gone missing oh that's terrible so and they were sold there were a couple of sale at uh, two different sellers at different ends of country so how they managed how, how ups managed to lose them then how they managed to get from whichever ups depot to people who had so what do you think happens then? Has has happened? Uh, well, I flagged them on on eBay as like stolen goods. Yeah. I don't know if they've they've since gone, so they've either sold or been taken down. Yeah, but yeah. they were they're on there for a fair while. Um, I mean, I, I went as bothered because um, they've been replaced. They've been replaced, yeah. but they they were being sold for cheaper than what what we got them as cost price. Yeah, of course, <laughs> so I, yeah. I attempted to buy them. But <laughs> I didn't want to like. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to support it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. Should have messaged them. Have you got any more of these? Yeah. <laughs> I'll come to your house and pick them up. It's fine. <laughs> I even tempted because we've got like a little fans and customers Facebook group. I even tempted to post them on there. Just say, oh, did anyone want a bargain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that's probably not best. To... Yeah, to encourage them. Yeah. That's terrible though, that isn't it? Oh, and yeah. I mean, the audacity to get all that free stuff and mm. then sell it. Like, oh, that's so just... that were a nightmare. I mean, I, I was I was glad that I didn't. I've never done any like pre-orders. Um, because I don't like the idea of taking people's money before actually having the physical yeah. things to sell. I'm glad, glad that I never did. Um, only I did have, I always do like, um, I have like a, a waiting list, like a back in stock reminder. Yeah. So I'll get the, the numbers through that. And then obviously yeah. people get emailed when it's available. Yeah. But they've, they've not put anything up front. So yeah, I'm glad that, yeah. uh, that, uh, that, that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, since then it's, it's happened again. It happened last week, didn't it? Is that right? Yeah, so it's third time now. Uh, the second time, um, FedEx accidentally delivered it to Amazon warehouse by, yeah. by accident. Thankfully, I got that back a, a week or two later. Oh, that's good. Um, but apparently, it happens quite often, as I found out, because it's happened again. <laughs> they just, I think, because what they say is that when they send, when FedEx is sending things to Amazon, they just send the whole lorry load. Yeah. They have to drop the lorry off at Amazon's. I mean, anyone knew Amazon warehouse in in Doncaster's massive <laughs> is uh they have to just drop the lorry off at the gate amazon take it in a load pile everything off it right and then they give them lorry bike <laughs> a uh, few weeks later right. um so anything that's on that lorry that's maybe shouldn't be there um right just gets lost in the depths of amazon's oh, that's <laughs> awful and then hopefully you get it back so yeah the so, second time uh, hopefully you will now what this lady at fedex was saying is that uh, it does happen quite often and what they do is they pile everything onto a pallet yeah. And after a month or so, they send it back to by oh, which, back to UPS. By, by well, by back to FedEx, yeah. And then by Sorry. which time usually all the claims have been made. And uh, so then they just get returned to sender. But in my case, I'm like, well, when it does arrive, don't send it <laughs> back to sender. Just please send it to me. To you Let instead, yeah. But I've I've since I've been talking to him so my, my sales rep uh, yeah. and he's, he's said to him, if it does end up getting Send back to you. Can you say? Yeah. Send it back oh, to me heck. again. Oh, what a nightmare! And then by the time it does finally arrive, hopefully it's still in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is this just there. kind of shows the other side of business, doesn't it? Because mm. you have the romantic side, which is having these ideas and creating them, which is romantic and awesome. And then the other side of it is on the phone to UPS oh, or yeah. whoever, like mm. for hours at a time, trying to track down thousands of pounds worth of goods. Yeah. yeah. I mean, UPS. That were a nightmare. I'm never using UPS again. It'd, also because of a few, a few other occasions where just you know personal parcels that i've sent have ended up arriving damaged and things yeah. but um yeah ups in particular call centers you've sitting on on all for 20 minutes and oh, you get cut yeah. off and um but like with fedex there's no there's no no telephone number for depot but yeah. thankfully it's only 20 minutes away in Rotherham, so I just turned up at the oh, door. That's better, isn't it? Yeah, and then <laughs> knock, you're going to be quick. Yeah, I'd rather do that, yeah. My parcel's lost. Can you help me? Yeah. Did it help you as well? Yeah, yeah. It? Oh, that's yeah, good. It's not easy to talk to someone in person because yeah. you're trying to talk to someone up the phone and you've got oh, a clue what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you get somebody with a strong accent or whatever mm -hmm. and then you're trying to... Oh, yeah, yeah, I hate doing that kind of phone call. <laughs> yeah, speaking in person is way better. Yeah. So You've done uh, glasses as well, haven't you? Yeah. Cyclops yeah. glasses? So, yeah, so it's all that way. I quite like that name because it's based on Odyssey as in ancient Greek and the one of the stories of the ancient Greek Odyssey is the Cyclops monster and the, the name Cyclops kind of fits in nicely to sunglasses with single lens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that were another quite early product it's always been a 
Um, it's, it, it's not a bestseller, but it's it's always been a you know a decent um, you know decent performing product. Yeah. So are the lenses in those are they specific to sports or are they just tinted for the sun? Yeah. So an idea I had with that one is obviously you you go to buy a pair of sunglasses and you get a selection of all different lenses lens mm -hmm. colors well usually all just based on looks so you, yeah. you want a red one or you want a blue one so i thought because you can when you're specking a lens you can choose your different um lens color which is the tint that you see through and then also the coating which is the actual color um color of the lens like the mirrored finish on it yeah. so i thought well why don't i make a a a like a riding glasses that comes with three different lenses, but each lens is designed with a specific purpose for different weather conditions. So I've specced the tint of the, uh, what I call lava red lens with like a, like a brownish orange tint, which is good for bright sunlight because it, it helps with depth perception oh, okay. and give that a, a red coating. Then I thought I'll, I'll make a one for like cloudy conditions, which is a lighter tint yeah. uh, in gray because that helps with color reproduction in, overcast conditions yeah and and then obviously the uh, clear lens for like nighttime so that was the idea behind that so you're getting not only you're not choosing your lens just based on what what your favorite color is but yeah. you're getting three lenses based on different lighting conditions yeah oh that's great and they do make a big difference as well don't they yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah I, I particularly like when finally we get a nice sunny day that the, the tint the orangey brownie orange tint of the the red lens is really nice yeah i used to because i wear um glasses now more, more often than not to be honest so i ride in prescription lenses mm. so the last i used to ride in oakley jawbreakers i think mm. they were and i used a trail lens and i used to love that because that was a certain tint and it's supposed to make the roots and the rocks jump out from the trail more mm. and i remember thinking like well i'll get mm. them anyway is it gonna work and it really does like yeah. it really does just like something to do with the contrast of it it just makes them pop out more at you mm. and then when i got my um, last lot of prescription lenses you could only get them in clear for the full one i've literally just got a new pair that have come through now which i've not worn and there are smaller glasses but they're all in the um, prism trail mm. lens so i'm excited to try those yeah. but they make a real difference i would be wearing yours mm. if you did prescription <laughs> yeah well that's something I've had, i did want to add to it you know ah, okay. like the little prescription insert but it turned out that it weren't compatible with that frame which is a uh that's a shame. shame so i've always I've had that in mind is like if I ever do a Cyclops V2 yeah. to um to make sure that I can get the you know the pres prescription insert made. Yeah, got you. Um, that that fits with it. I think it's because it's like a modular frame and you can convert it from full frame to half frame. Ah, so right. I think as a result, then it's it, there's nowhere to connect this um you know the what the is it myopic frame or something? I can't remember right, the term okay. for these prescription lens <laughs> yeah, frames. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean the and then I've since released a photochromic lens, which is really nice. Okay, which kind of rolls out the whole design concept that I've made. The three lenses for different lighting. Then you have got one lens that just covers it all anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that goes light and dark, doesn't yeah. it? Based so on the it conditions itself, yeah. But yeah. that's just a, a a regular gray tint as opposed to the the fancy colored tints of the the other lenses. So yeah, still got some purpose to them. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have to be you have to be careful, don't you, with glasses? Because some people will just ride in normal glasses like these, but the lenses are actually glass, aren't they? So if um, they shatter, it can blind you. In my uh, my, I'm pointing to my glasses now. Mm. If you're listening to my normal reading type yeah. glasses, I think these days they probably I think they are polycarbonate these days. But I mean, oh, right. the lenses are like they're not properly impact resistant, yeah. as in like um, rated. Because I do get quite a lot. Because it's funny, like going back to the whole thing of Odyssey being like spanning different sports and, and interest and activities i do get quite a lot of people who are interested in airsoft oh, right. asking are they can i use these for airsoft and oh, i wow. always say these it's they're not while they are polycarbonate they're not purposely rated i, I wouldn't want because right. you talk eyes you're talking about oh, I don't God, want yeah you don't want to people, go through uh, do yeah don't want, because they while they do wrap around as well there's a gap so i, I always said no it's not yeah personally wearing for yeah you need something special yeah but uh but yeah I, that's tangent that i've gone off i can't remember yeah <laughs> what yeah. we're talking about but uh, no no it's all good it's crazy the different the the whole range of different uses isn't it yeah it's uh, and that's been another interesting part of it because like mountain biking is like my primary interest and in whether that's whether that's whether that's the reason why it's ended up being pushed more into mountain biking being like the primary like audience mm -hmm. um but it's been interesting seeing what sort of other interests people have got of using the 
the the clothing for one in particular is the the tech hoodie um the guy sent me pictures of him using it for paragliding oh wow um so which i would have never designed it for paragliding but it's it's interesting that it kind of covers different um yeah different is that uses. the one that i've got the tech hoodie uh the yes zip. yeah yeah that was that's one of the now discontinued designs but oh, the, okay. the dark camo ones I'll have to sell it on ebay then. <laughs> 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 yeah no they're really nice a really nice hoodie that it's like a nice i found it a nice thickness not mm. too thin but not too thick because mm. sometimes you can be really thick and then you're just absolutely boiling yeah yeah so um yeah that's that's been that's probably the best seller uh, right the dark okay. camo one and then i, I tried like uh, the one that you've got the transition one with the more subtle fade design yeah uh, but then the dark camo one just remained like overshadowed everything else so ah, i've okay. since discontinued them to then focus on that uh that camo design got you so that's that's something else i've learned just like just testing out different designs and some turn out to be more popular than others yeah of course yeah, you can follow that then, can yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then uh, since launched once, spotted a couple, couple of comment, you know, Facebook comments. Oh, I wish this, this, it'd be nice if it didn't have the hood. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll, I'll try launching one without a hood, just because that gives it a different purpose, because you can yeah. layer it a bit easier. Yeah. And uh, but that, but still, the the dark camo hoodies remain the <laughs> yeah the best one. Yeah. <laughs> the best. So whether summer. I'll discontinue with that at one point, but uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's just kind of testing things and learning as I go and. I find, I know that's not a riding jacket, but I find most riding jackets that I try and get have all got hoods on. Mm. And I find it really irritating because even if I ride when it's lashing it down, I ride with my hood down. Mm. I, I don't mind getting a wet head. It doesn't bother me. But the hood always winds me up on my jackets because it flaps yeah, behind you. Yeah, you basically got a little parachute. Yeah, like that, I end up like tucking it into mm. my jacket, but then it's not quite comfy enough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just side note. Yeah, I mean, that's, me. um, I mean, the the dream is to to do like a waterproof jacket okay. um then and i've got a couple of ideas for things that because it, a lot of brands do helmet compatible hoods yeah but, so i've got a couple of ideas that that kind of fit into that and, and kind of when well, we obviously have a stowaway hoods are a common thing that you yeah. get on jackets but it's something that got some ideas floating around that gives it some unique features I think yeah, yeah. kind of required to stand out against all the the other brands of yeah of um you, you know you can you get hundreds and hundreds of different jackets and you're competing against big brands who can get them made a lot cheaper than what <laughs> yeah well of course what, yeah. what we can at small scale so yeah yeah so riding you ride an e-bike don't you yeah yeah so you had a break from riding didn't you? then got back into it yeah. didn't have a bike decided to get an e-bike is that right uh, yeah so i'd so i've always been into biking right from childhood um early 20s i'd that was probably like my prime era for for biking had a, a kona stinky yeah um i used to go to warncliffe all a lot of times i went up to did a couple of uplift weekends in in Elethan and glentris yeah and um, then cars kind of took over <laughs> <laughs> um sold my bikes after i'd kept all them for a fair while uh, but just didn't, didn't ride them so i sold them um and then fast forward to um lockdown um my daughter had just started riding and obviously we'd got all this family time uh, i needed a bike so i got oh, yeah. a a, a cheapish hardtail and uh, started riding some local trails that reminded me how much i still enjoy it but not so much the uphills yeah and at the time i'd i'd just sold my motorbike so i thought oh, i'll use that money and buy a, a, a motorbike yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, usually people do it the other way around and sell the sell the push bike to buy a motorbike and i'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd sell my motorbike to buy a push bike <laughs> so uh, and then that's that's been a, a game changer it's it's kind of ticks all the boxes that all the enjoyment they get out of mountain biking without the effort of going to pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're becoming much more commonplace now when you know my view on them. Have you had any personal abuse, shall we say, from people or literally not, nothing? No, or? not personally. I mean, um, not like you see on Facebook comments, yeah. not personally directed to me, but you always get yeah, the discussions. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, people often uh, say it in a, in a jesting way yeah like they, when you ride past them and oh you're cheating yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, i'll even say myself that oh excuse me i mean i'm in cheat mode as i yeah. ride past people <laughs> yeah, yeah does but, it bother you at all that kind of side of the of the attitude towards e-bikes or do you literally not care yeah i don't care i mean it's if people say you're cheating i mean what am i cheating at you can't cheat at having fun so in the woods, yeah <laughs> i mean if i'm in a comp if i'm riding it an e-bike in a competition where everyone else is riding normal bikes yeah 100%. which hence why they don't have e-bikes in in non-e-bike races and they have an e-bike specific category but yeah but yeah this is a lot of the I, I don't really understand a lot of the things that people 
say about them like causing erosion and things and it's basically a normal bike but you've just got some pedal assistance yeah i think a lot of people probably confuse them with the yeah like uh, yeah electric motocross bikes yeah Um, yeah but yeah i don't (laughs) it's just a a game changer i think as it shows because how many people are you know getting e-bikes yeah oh they're way more popular Mm. yeah when you're out and about you'll always see it's probably 50 50 i think the people i see around here on unpowered bikes or powered bikes mm-hmm. like it is a real split between the two yeah yeah, yeah. i mean even like the, the i mean the erosion thing I, I remember your thing about um when you say about the the people who complain about things but they're they've got gears and they've got you know disc brakes and things yeah i mean even the the uh, the people saying it causes more erosion but i mean my weight combined with the extra what 10 kilos that the bike weighs yeah is probably on par with someone who's bigger and heavier than me on a lighter weight bike so yeah it's there's there's only a fraction in it and i can't imagine that that fraction of weight difference yeah no i agree making all the difference yeah yeah Um, yeah i think it's how you ride it as well isn't it because i think not necessarily just an e-bike any bike like if you head to a trail center and shroud every mm -hmm. corner and drag your brakes and make an absolute mess then that's going to tear up the trails way more than an e-biker riding properly shall we say mm. or respectfully yeah yeah no i think they're great i'm always jealous when i'm out there's a local wood that i ride copley woods and that's got a really steep climb just out the middle and it takes about 20 minutes to get from the bottom to the top mm. and it's just a slog it's boring and then i'll always hear that <laughs> in the background yeah. and they go Swallow flying past at 15 you. mile an hour like god damn it i'm jealous <laughs> yeah because yeah, i mean when i when i got back into mountain biking on this little hardtail I'd, I'd i'd only be able to do like three there's like a nice little trike down near where i live and it's quite a, it's only, it's, it's not only a short, but steep ride back up, but I don't yeah. manage to do like three runs max. Yeah. Got uh, it. And I'd be, I'd be knackered enough to ride back home, but e-bike I can, I've, I've since used like a full battery's worth and done like 20 to 30 runs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and even fitness wise, yeah. A lot of people say that they don't want one because they like the fitness aspect of, of riding, but like doing three runs of being naked versus doing 30 20. runs as 20 30 yeah, runs. yeah and, and yeah so i mean it's and as well it's up to you how much assistance you you give yourself yeah um I maybe mean, you can even turn it off and have a, a more difficult ride than yeah, <laughs> than yeah you would have in a, on a normal <laughs> bike <laughs> i think as well for people who have kids and have businesses mm. it means that you can get out you can come over and just have a ride and we can ride together and nobody's worried about fitness levels yeah, it's yeah. just you rock up and ride can't you it yeah, doesn't matter um, yeah i mean i've i'm probably on the wrong pas- podcast here because i've never been into the fitness aspect of mountain biking i should i should be on mtb funness <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i mean I've, i'm quite slender and i'm one of those metabolisms that i'm quite lucky in that i end up losing weight by not <laughs> yeah, yeah you know not doing anything um so i've always wanted more of a, a strength workout and that's kind of what i get from the e-bike because you, yeah you, you're doing more of a you're getting more downhill runs in and yeah you're not doing like your spin class on on your on your ripples yeah yeah so got you're you. not worried about burning too many calories <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no that makes perfect sense no i think they're wicked i think mm. they're really good oh yeah um i think they're only going to continue growing aren't they mm, yeah definitely yeah i mean the the only downside for mine is it's a fairly old one and the reliability is kind of always in back in my mind yeah because you can get quite far in them <laughs> yeah so yeah. the last thing i want is me it's a pack in when i'm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah of course yeah because uh yeah mine if I wash it, it sometimes takes it a while to then turn back on. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, oh, to... yes. Yeah, so you don't want to go through a puddle in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, I've added all to bits and put you know electric dielectric. What is it called? Dielectric grease or something on all connectors and things. Right. But, okay. Yeah, you often have to give it a good blast with air to completely dry it out before it likes to turn on again. So, right. But it. I think these days they are a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are a bit more reliable. They must be getting better every year. That's oh, yeah. Better, they? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mine's one of the old older ones where you've still got the battery connected to the frame, like the big, like, yeah, uh, looks like a two litre bottle of Coke on your, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. Your frame, oh, yeah they're all do. integrated now and they look yeah. very similar to like normal. Yeah, they do, just slightly chunky mm, around there. Yeah. Yeah, got you. So to finish on, I thought it might be nice to hear, if you can say, what's next for Odyssey? So what can we expect from Odyssey over the next six, 12 months? Uh, well, I guess YouTube people can have a preview of one of these. <laughs> oh, nice! You got you got fleece on right now. Yeah, this is uh, it's based on the like the tech hoodie, but using yeah. a, a fleece fabric. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm 
the idea idea behind this one is just to see if it um how well it does in other aspects of like general outdoorsy okay clothing as opposed to primarily biking related yeah uh, and the only thing that's holding this back is that it's these some of these sizes that's missing at Amazon. Oh, <laughs> so right. Oh, for the rest of stock oh before, no, so you got half of them in and need the rest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, nightmare. But uh, yeah, these will be launching soon. And then um, I've got another concept that I've always had in mind right from start. Um, I guess I'll, I'll share that. It's always been like my little secret thing is um, it's another trousers concept. Um, I like to, like, said to people that four legged trousers. Because it gives people a, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, you know, so, uh, you know, you get trousers with zip-off legs. Yeah. Um, and your general outdoorsy trousers are generally straight-legged, whereas for more active wear, biking and, and other climbing and workouts, you tend to have the tapered legs. Yeah. So my idea is to make a set of trousers with zip-off lower legs, but supply them with two sets of lower legs. So you've oh, got your straight, straight legs for general casual wear, outdoorsy mm. hiking wear, and then you can swap them over to your, tapered legs for so you've got like three so three in one trousers that's so a really got, good so idea shorts more active trousers ah. or straight legged that's um, a great idea and for people who maybe go camping or go up to the lakes for a mm-hmm. weekend and want to do both riding and hiking with one pair of pants or two pair of pants you yeah. can do the two then can't yeah you? i mean that's that's the idea that's a really um, cool like, idea i don't like, think that exists does it i don't think so now and oh, um, wow. and my favorite bit is because it's based on Odyssey, uh, and a name for them is the Centaur trousers, okay. and then Centaur is in the half man, half horse, four yeah. legs, four sets of legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've just get. I've actually I've done my tech pack, and I've sent that over to um, manufacturing. They're making a sample. I've already oh, had three D renders, so I might be able to send some pictures to yeah, that'd be cool. on screen or something. Yeah, the, that'd be good. Should look like <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. Let's uh, send them through. Nice stretchy fabric and. So yeah, it's that's been fun developing these right from you know an idea into a sketch, yeah, getting yeah. fabric samples and and then seeing them brought to life with this three D render, and then next step is to get them made as a as an initial sample. Right. Well, that's really good idea. I've never heard of that, but that makes perfect sense. People who sort of cross sports and as well a pair of riding trousers or a pencil pair of walking trousers are expensive to buy, aren't mm-hmm. they? So if you can buy one instead of two, someone can wear. On the Saturday this week, they can go riding in them. Then next week, they can go hiking in them instead. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I've always I've, so that's an idea I've had right from the start. Uh, yeah. I've always I've wanted the brand to kind of like grow, yeah, big enough to be able to push them. I think I, I, ideally, I, I should really wait a bit till brands a bit bigger to be able to to push it a bit more. But I'm, I'm too excited to yeah. <laughs> to develop them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been kind of keep that kind of secret in case anyone yeah. steals it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. On the flip side, I hear what you're saying. The bigger audience you've got, the more people you've got to sell them to. Mm. But then on the flip side, you may find that it gets picked up by certain yeah, outlets I mean, or whatever and advertised with yeah, it being think, that bit different. Yeah, with it being sort of fairly unique, I think it yeah. could potentially be depending on ads and things. It could. Yeah. You can definitely see that in MBUK and different mm. places, can't you? In outdoor magazines and that kind of thing, just because it is different. Yeah, hopefully. People are always interested yeah. in different things, and you would think there's not that many different things you can get with clothing, but mm. that is something different. Yeah, and uh, like the whole four-legged trousers thing, I've, I've always had that in mind as like a, a hook that kind of yeah. makes people think, what? Yeah, <laughs> it is, because so when you said it, I was like, what? If you see that as like a some sort of Facebook ad and it comes up about yeah. so this is what kind of stuff all floats around in my head no no no, i get it, it makes perfect sense i like it so, so yeah that's uh they should be well how, how long they'll take because it's only initial stages but um yeah of course. yeah i'm excited to hopefully to no one those. will nick your idea in the meantime so. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a really good idea i like it i'll tell you what i do want to ask you then while for my final question what i have asked you before but i can't remember your answer why odyssey why is it called odyssey activewear uh well Funnily enough, because of my spoon graphics, I initially just just used name spoon spoon activewear. That's actually last name. Yeah, Spooner. Spooner yeah, but it, it, it was rubbish. So I thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't use that. So I'll just uh, I started looking for like inspiration and typed in like um, uh, adventure synonyms, <laughs> and, and Odyssey uh, came up, and I thought, oh, Odyssey is quite a good because not only because it sounds like a cool word, yeah, but um, also um, it's got like that ancient Greek. Um, theme to it so that can come yeah. into branding but also the the meaning of it is like a, a like a long and arduous journey or like a, an epic adventure and that kind of ties into like your, your long hikes or your long rides and things and it's also kind of tied into the you know the 
growing the brands kind of turned into an odyssey in itself <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> so it's, that, yeah so that. it's um and then it all the various product names that have come from it like the cyclops yeah sunglasses and like, so was that last bit an accident the different the cyclops glasses and the the naming was did you think when you thought of odyssey and thought oh that'd be good and then i can name these products that yeah, or was yeah. that did you think that from the beginning yeah, yeah well it's just the just as i saw the word odyssey then that kind of like branched off into oh then that, that can yeah away. that can relate to that and i can use this for that and yeah. do these sort of graphics and yeah yeah and then the the whole logo came from that as in like the odyssey activewear oaw kind of created like a an icon with the o and the the a and the w that, uh, which kind of yeah. looks like a, a mountain scene ah um, perfect i've never even noticed that um, i mean you don't necessarily <laughs> study a logo do you but i never noticed that what it was yeah. that's really cool and then uh, that's also so i've got that I've then extended that on some of the designs. So like the caps, I've got um, a little badge that you've got. So you've got the little logo that then you've got the surrounding yeah. area. So you've got the mountains that are then continued. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Oh, it's exciting to see what, what else there'll be. Oh, cool. That's been really cool. It's been fascinating listening to it all. And I know we've chatted about stuff, but it's nice to dive in a little bit deeper into it. So for everybody listening, they want to check you out at odysseyactivewear.com yep that's right is that right mm -hmm. so odysseyactivewear.com i'll put a link in the um description below wherever you're listening or watching this and then you can click through it straight through definitely go and buy some of that kit because it's cool oh, stuff. thank you <laughs> <laughs> well thanks very much for coming on cheers oh, thank you thanks for having me